Welcome to E to the Power of Three, a podcast of Bridging the Gap, where our mission is to encourage, equip, and empower every woman on her faith journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Kristen, and today we're honored to hear from BTG Volunteer Advisor and Director of Volunteers and Community Engagement for Cross Services, Pat Schwalbe, and she has a conversation with our podcast host, McKelty Bloom. In this leadership episode, they will be discussing how to lead well when business isn't as usual, the value of pivoting when change happens within an organization, and how to lead and encourage teams through change. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Well, welcome to another episode of E to the Power of Three. I'm McKelty Bloom, and today I am joined with Pat, who is going to be chatting with us on a conversation that has basically been the theme of this last year, really, um, leading when business is not as usual. And there's been a lot of changes in this last year and 2020 with COVID. And we are really excited to just hear from Pat and all of her leadership knowledge and just to have her join us today and to speak wisdom and encouragement to all of you leaders out there as well. So thank you so much for being here, Pat. Thank you for having me. (laughs) I'm looking forward to visiting. Yes, I know. It's kind of fun, like with these podcasts, it's like we have a mission and, you know, a plan, but it's fun just to like chat (laughs) and hang out while we do it too. (laughs) Well, um, let's just jump in here. I would love for you to introduce yourself to everybody listening. Um, you've been involved in bridging the gap for a long time. And so a lot of people might know who you are, but just for those of us that don't, and maybe share a little bit about how you got connected with bridging the gap. Sure. Um, yes, I have been involved with bridging the gap. I was thinking about that. I, and I think it's about nine years now. Wow. And, um, at that time, I was a pastor on staff at a church, and that's how I connected with Carol Lund. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we connected, of course, um, through the district office and all the fabulous things that Bridging the Gap has to offer in women's ministry and fortifying our own women's ministry. So, um, yes, that relationship was kind of born then. And um, through that, I went through some different transitions after I left uh, being a pastor and moved into the nonprofit world um, in a different capacity. And currently, I am the Director of Volunteers and Community Engagement for Cross Services, which is the Food Shelf and Social Service Agency for the Northwest Suburbs. We serve six different cities, Maple Grove, Osseo, Corcoran, Dayton, Mm -hmm. Champlin, and Rogers. Okay, wow, that's a lot. So in your position, as you're talking, you know, being involved in social services and food shelf, you've seen the impact of this last year on a business level, but also a lot on a personal level for the people and the clients that you're serving and challenges that they've been through. Very much. Um, What a challenging year for all of us, right? It's kind of been a navigational nightmare, to be honest, Mm -hmm. in the beginning when we didn't know what we were dealing with. And, um, people being afraid and being in their homes and having needs. And uh, definitely we are serving people in their basic need level when they are hurting and they're in crisis. So they have needs in terms of food insecurity, housing instability, their children needs. And so um, when this hit, how are we going to manage that? How are we going to take care of all of our families that come to cross every day? So, um, yes, my business, as well as many others out there that are serving, um, we had to really take a look at 
how are we going to navigate these new waters? Mm -hmm. So what did that look like for you as a business level as well? This idea of leading when (laughs) business is not as usual, what has that looked like for you in this last year? Yeah, I think as a leader, you have to, um, reassess. So you're going through a reassessment time and you have to evaluate what's going on, how you can provide your service, um, how the processes are going to change, what's happening with your workforce, whether you have employees or volunteers. You know, uh, personally at Cross, when the shelter in place order hit in March, so we were talking a year ago, Mm -hmm. I mean, amazing. We've gone through a year, right? We're in 13 months now when that shelter in place order hit and our volunteers that served our families were predominantly retired people. So overnight I had my workforce sheltering Mm -hmm. in place. So now what are we going to do? Right. We were looking at each other going, Whoa, what's going to (laughs) happen? Yeah. So when you are assessing and reevaluating, um, you have to take a different field of scope of what you're looking through. And you've got to open up and look a little wider and see who's around you. What's the community around you? How can you get different support um, besides just what's happening inside your four walls? So there was a lot of reevaluating and taking a look at those things. Besides as a leader, we have these well-worn pathways of routines that we're in, right? Mm -hmm. And um, everything for all of us, you know, how we get up in the morning and we take a shower in our routines and we're so used to those. And I know so many people, um, those routines were, you know, turned upside down and they have been working at home. You know, it's all looks so different. And, um, that's, those are stressors, you know, Mm -hmm. that's a big change when you're not in your normal, um, pathway that you're so comfortable with. So our routines really got turned upside down, but I'll tell you the one thing that I think you are faced immediately as a leader is you are faced, um, with pressure and with pressure that is going to reveal the fissures. Mm. And um, that was so apparent to me of what's going on in in an organization. All organizations have cracks in different places, you know, that need to grow and improvement. But when pressure comes on, it's going to reveal those things. That's not always a bad thing. I think it was a really wonderful thing um, to go through that because it's going to reveal areas of growth or change or possibly motivate you that it's time to move forward on some things that maybe you have held back on and it's time for some change. Um, And so there are going to be different kinds of things that you have to reassess on. Like um, how do you respond under pressure? Are you feeling as a leader that it it can hit us all very differently and very personally, do you feel hopeless? Are you feeling crushed when you're going under it? Um, Do you find that like, even as a mom, you know, when you're leading as a mom in your house and you're under pressure, you know, a really common response is when someone asks you for something, no, no, (laughs) you know, you go to that default uh, when you're under pressure. Um, Do you deflect? Do you blame others? Um, Do you feel defensive? So there's so many things. Um, And another really big one, I think, is that leaders, when they feel under pressure, they just start trying to do everything themselves. Mm. And that's the worst thing they can do because then they get burned out, exhausted and tired. And, um, but it can be a response. 
to um, having fissures going on. I even have a definition for that. Webster says, a separation or disagreement in thought or viewpoint, a schism. That's what a fissure is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and I love that you mentioned that everybody can respond differently under pressure too, because there are some people that are the achievers and they're like, okay, we're just going to figure this out and we're going to brainstorm and go, go, go. And absolutely can lead to burnout then. Um, but then there's the people that just crack and they need additional support and need people to help, you know, come together to build them up from where they're at as a leader in pressure. Absolutely. I think as a leader, um, you might have to put some new tools in your toolbox. That's mm. how I looked at it this year. So mm. I have a few new tools that I've used. Um, and I'm sure that um, everyone out there also has some new tools, had to kind of refigure out how we're going to do business. Um, one of my main tools, and I have to kind of smile because uh, I have heard this term all over the place, and it was something that right away um, I used, and it's called pivot. Mm-hmm. I never used the term pivot before uh, in <laughs> business, and all of a sudden this year has really brought that on. Mm-hmm. And a pivot means fundamentally changing the direction of a business when you realize the current products or services aren't meeting the needs of the market. The main goal of a pivot is to help a company improve revenue or survive in the market, but the way you pivot your business can make all the difference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think this has been a year of pivoting, learning to be flexible, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And those that are successful, I think, have mastered this quality and understand that we need to do that. And we're going to have to pivot with some changes. Mm -hmm. Um, And so keeping that in mind... Then I think it's like you begin to ask those kind of questions that um, help grow your business like you were just talking about. So how do we kind of, okay, let's stand up, dust ourselves off. Whatever challenges came against us because of what we've been through, it's going to look different for every different type of business. Now we have to ask some new questions. How are we going to provide our services that we do, whether you're in the business world or you're in nonprofit world, what's that going to look like? Um, who's going to help us provide those, you know, just like me, if you lost your force, wow, what are you going to do? How are you going to find a new force to help you out? Um, We use terms now, and I've never used these terms before in all my years of business. How do we mitigate risk? Mm. And especially around uh, the coronavirus, we've all had to uh, make new adjustments. We followed, you know, CDC guidelines and our, our governor's guidelines, those kinds of things. Um, We've set up Zoom meetings like they're coming out of our ears, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I mean, what a new way of communicating and doing business. And so I find that just fascinating and getting comfortable with the different kind of tech products that are out there. Zoom is one of them I use with different organizations that I communicate with and have meetings. We probably use three different types of of, um, meeting tech. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's been crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Oh, so when we're looking at being a leader, usually when you're a leader, that means that you have a team with you. And you even mentioned that your team was one of the things that was impacted the most in this last year. And when I'm looking at not just 
COVID, looking at any change in some sort of leadership role or where you're at, if you're in a corporate business, if you're at a church, just in your home, whenever there is a big change and you're the people that you are leading gets affected, that can be really, really stressful. So how do you balance your team when something really big happens? You know, if that's a larger system change or COVID or just like a, in a church, whenever there's a pastoral change, that can be really hard. Just overall, how do you balance your team through that? Yes, and teams are definitely um, going to be experiencing their own personal stresses, things that are going on in their own households. I think um, one thing that's important to know, whether you have huge stresses coming on, big changes, growth in your industry, growth in your corporation, that all volunteers and all employees have different capacities. Mm. One thing I've learned is that someone who starts with you in an organization might not be the person who's going to finish with you. And so um, you have to bless people when they come and you need to bless people when they go. And they're going to react differently, have different gift sets, different skill sets to get through. This kind of of, um, experience that we're under and you're changing processes and having to make some decisions that are not easy, you'll have some people that are adapters. And adapters can adjust to making new decisions and jumping in and helping where needed, maybe trying to develop a different skill. So as a leader, you want to be able to assess your team. If you haven't done any assessments, I highly recommend that you do Mm. that and try some. Uh, whether it's strength finders or enneagrams, or there's a variety of different assessments out there. And so that you know what your personality types and skill sets are in the team that you have. And so that um, you understand the best way to communicate and work and help develop the team that you do have. And, um, but also be comfortable that if this isn't working for a team member, some are gonna stay and some are gonna go. Don't take that personally because everyone can handle things at a different um, level. And so it's all right if some team members are moving on and you just want to make those transitions the best you can and to appreciate what they've given to your organization, but to release them. In finding also, if you have to find new team members or volunteers, let's say I'll use my um, experience as an example. So finding out that, whoa, okay, all my seniors are sheltering in place. What are we going to do? So we reached out and we talked to um, all of our churches. And we also use social media to talk about that we are in need of volunteers to come help support serving the families, getting the food stocked on the shelves. During this time, we had a lot of people that were furloughed or laid off. So we had a new volunteer force that came. They were looking for something to Mm. do because they wanted, they were used to working 40 hours a week and they wanted to feel um, that they could at least give their time to something and be useful. So we got a new volunteer force of people that were furloughed and um, laid off. We knew that they were gonna be temporary because hopefully they're gonna be called back to work. And um, they took care of all the needs for us. So that was an amazing gift 
And it was really fun, lots of different energy and really made a difference for our organization. That's awesome. Talk to me about this idea that I've heard you share of problems are doors that lead to solutions. Yes. So there are a lot of ways to, to look at your, your um, challenges that you have. And um, I think that one of the things in looking at those challenges and um, getting through them is you want to dig a little deeper. You want to see what's going on and you want to stay data focused, stay focused on the facts. And when you're going through a crisis and difficulty, emotions want to rear up. And so you want to be evaluating what your challenges are, where you need to grow, where you need to change. And you want your team to be gathering good facts and data in which that you can make decisions from. So you're making sound decisions based on facts uh, rather than uh, emotions. And sometimes people can get so caught up and a good leader has to pull people out of the emotional realm and has to bring them back into the factual realm with good data to take a look at what's really going on. And, um, you know, new solutions that you might be looking at in the interim, they might become permanent change. So this could be a huge blessing to your organization or business. We've seen just when you've been out there um, in retail, what we've had to do, we've never seen so much curbside service, right? Yeah. So being able to order things at home. So we've watched how organizations have pivoted. So you can put an order in online, you know, it's going to, you're going to get a text to let you know when it's ready and you can go pick up your order, whether it's food or uh, clothing or whatever it might be. So we have done a lot of changes in, in those areas. Churches, they have been working on how to deliver their message online, how to have chat rooms online, how to communicate, communicate and stay connected to their body. So we've all been trying to adapt. Fundraising, if you think of a nonprofit organization and like myself, most of those things were done through events, physical mm. events. Well, all those, <clears throat> excuse me, physical events, they just shut down this past year. Well, now what are we going to do? So learning how to set up different kinds of events that are online, using social media, uh, posting different kinds of fundraisers you might do. So um, through those challenges, new doors have opened. Mm -hmm. And with that, I think some of these things will stay with us as we move forward. They've opened new opportunities that I think are amazing that can help businesses grow. I think along those lines of the team and development, as we were talking about before too, you know, with these things I just talked about, we all have to kind of look at reinventing ourselves and reinventing our team. So what are some things that we can do there? Are you taking advantage of this time to be really um, doing some development in your team? looking at resources you can all read and talk about. Are there some online courses you can take? What are some things that you can help your team? I think um, we've been asking our teams to try to work in other areas. Maybe you've asked some people to pick up the social media piece that wasn't so highly developed 
before. And now there's a need because it's a way of communicating that uh, you need to have that developed. And so someone who has some gifts in those areas has been researching and seeing what they can do. What can, you know, asking the question, what can I bring? What can I be willing to try or to research or look into that I could help my organization or business move forward? I love that you mentioned that because, I mean, we've heard the saying over and over again that change isn't always a bad thing. And, you know, you hear it, but when you're experiencing it, sometimes you're like, that is not true. This is really hard. (laughs) But there are so many things that you can be doing as a leader when change happens. And you just listed a ton of great ones that I didn't even think about. Like, yes, look at all of these opportunities for people to say, okay, this is the situation we're in right now. These are the cards that have been dealt. And what can we do to try to better this? What can we do to maybe get ready for if this happens again, or what can we learn from this experience? I think that's really important that we have those glasses on when we're going into that to think there could be a a good change that comes from this. Like online services have been able to reach so many people that maybe weren't originally going to churches in person. And hopefully that can continue. So there are things that we can be doing while there is a change and a hard situation to be helping people in where they're at right now. Yes. And I think you want to make sure that you provide a wonderful environment for your team to feel comfortable to offer up their ideas to you. Mm -hmm. So making sure that there's an openness and you're receptive and it's so good to have multiple people thinking of ideas and throwing those out there together. Uh, One of the things I had heard when I had gone to the global leadership um, network and listened to Craig Rochelle share, this was a couple Mm -hmm. of years ago, and he had shared about thinking inside of the box. We always say, let's think outside of the box, but usually thinking outside of the box requires more resources, time, and money. If you think inside of the box of what you currently have and who you have on your team, let's think of what we can do to use something we're currently doing, but just tweaking it a little bit. Mm, mm -hmm. And he used the example of whatever it was 20 years ago, 25 years ago, um, his wife was having a baby and he could not do the church service because he was going to be there with his wife. So they recorded him and then they played it. And that was the beginning of his whole satellite ministry. And he's got the largest church, you know, in the country. And they satellite out his sermons to like something like 33 churches. Oh, wow. So anyway, that's where that was born. And it was born with thinking inside of the box. Mm -hmm. So if we can do that and take a look at what we already have, maybe we're going to come up with some amazing ideas with just small tweaks that are going to increase our value of what we're doing. Um, Another key piece, I think, is that we want to make sure we stay on mission. Mm -hmm. You got to have your own litmus test because it's so easy when these things come that you think you've got to do a whole revamp, got to change everything out. No, you want to stay on your course and measure everything according to your mission statement and what you want to accomplish as a team, a business, you know, an organization, a church, that you don't retool and retweak everything and turn everything over. That's a dangerous place uh, to go. So you want to um, you want to evaluate those things and make sure that they measure according to uh, what you're trying to accomplish. 
Yeah, I, I have a two part question for you. As we're talking sure. about all of this change, you know, what are things that you as a leader can be doing for your own self care and to make sure that you are staying mentally and emotionally, even physically, spiritually fit during all of that. And then my second question is, what can we be doing then as a leader to ensure that our team is also getting the support that they need through all of the change? Yes, I think self-care is really important. And something that I've heard, I feel is a very common thread, maybe you feel the same way, is people have felt a much higher level of exhaustion. Would you say that you have felt that going through this? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a really common thread. So um, I think during this time, we have to keep things simple. I think that you have to make sure you are getting the rest that you need. Uh, this was a real about face for a lot of us that were uh, so involved in so many different things or running our kids here and there and everywhere in our personal lives outside of our professional lives. And so all of that kind of stopped and we had to kind of quiet, quiet down, look at new ways to entertain ourselves and get back to the core of the family, focus on the majors, what's important, let some of these other things go and um, learn how to have fun that um, doesn't stress you out, you know, things that you like to do, whether you like to do puzzles or you like to uh, play games with your kids, cards, whatever kinds of things you want to do. I think you have to find some relaxing forms of entertainment that you find um, energizing and um, laughter and just enjoying conversation with your family and the people that are closest around you. Um, taking time to call those you love, have your FaceTime, Zoom, whatever you do. I think you, everyone's different and they have to know what recharges their own batteries. Getting out, going for a walk, trying to find some physical activity, eating well, you know, trying to do that. So those things are really important um, in terms of self-care and for your team. Your team has to do that too. And uh, put your work, um, keep that manageable in hours, not be doing um, terrible amounts of overtime, all that type of thing. I think you gotta keep everything in balance and in check. Um, and then for me, it's my faith. You gotta ground it in the word and you gotta ground it in prayer um, and give it to the Lord. Find scriptures to stand on where you're at. Do a daily devotional, just stay built up in him, be listening to his ideas, where he wants to send you, what directions that he has. So those would be some of the things I would say. Good. Great. And then what about for your team? How can you make sure that they are getting the support that they need? I think that comes with good communication, um, having regular meetings with your team, whether your team is on site, um, I'm an essential service. So we have been on site. Uh, but if they're not, I think you really have to have a good communication and be setting up and checking in with them and seeing how they're doing. I think um, you want to be uh, affirming your team, encouraging your team, valuing your team. That's why you want to have lots of great discussions and brainstorming ideas so they all can feel that their ideas are validated. Mm -hmm. um, and one, one last thing I just really want to share, too, is that it's super important um, to respect and submit to your authority. Mm. So you want to um, submit and to your boss 
and you want to lift them up and pray for them. And so as, as you're doing that and you want to have a culture that's honoring, uh, that will make a huge difference in an organization when you do that and you respect and honor your boss. You may not agree with everything that your boss is doing, but you can respect and honor them. Yeah, that's good. Well, thank you so much for this, Pat. It is incredibly helpful just to hear what you guys have done and your thoughts on all of this and the practical tools that I think a lot of leaders can take away from this conversation. Uh, just the final thoughts here, you know, what is just some last, last pieces of advice that you might have for leaders just in this overall conversation of leading when business isn't as usual? What's one thing that they can really take away from this? Continue to press on. Hmm. So you need to press on and press through. And um, you're going to come out of this um, with uh, learning so many new things. I think your business is going to be better for it. Um, I also think that um, you got to trust God and where he's taking you. Um, take a new tip or two. Try that. Implement it into your operation and see what that's going to look like. And you're going to find that um, blessings are going to come out of your situation. And one thing that we have done, um, we call it having a cow. C-O-W, celebrate our wins. I don't care how small it is. We even made a little sign that we hold on pencils. If you have a win, celebrate it and wave that cow. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Wave the cow, celebrate the cow. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much again, Pat, for sharing your wisdom with us and your heart and um, everybody listening, make sure if you see Pat at any of the events to come up and say hi and thank her for um, sharing everything she had to say today. So thank you again, Pat. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us for this leadership episode of E to the Power of Three. We were honored to hear from Pat Schwalbe and McKelty Bloom on leading well when business isn't as usual. If you have questions for Pat, send us a message on social media at MNBTG. Also, check out MNBTG.org to stay up to date on more from Bridging the Gap. We look forward to being with you next time on E to the Power of Three.